Welcome to ABW Live. This is an Arsenal podcast that we are doing live. We are reacting to Arsenal versus Crystal Palace, the game that had all our hearts thumping, I bet you. I uh, just want to introduce my co-host this evening. He goes by the name of Richard, a.k.a. Mr. Cactus. Say, go for it, Rich. <laughs> Go for it, Rich. Oh, hey, fam, how's it going, my brother? How are you good? Yeah, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm something. To, after watching how was, that, how was your how was your um, pre-podcast uh, pick me up alcohol drink? Did, yeah, did it? Did it, to, did it do I need the trick? That. I'm gonna need it for bedtime, to be honest, because I'm sorry. I need something to calm me down from all that that excitement that we just saw. Um, but yeah, um, just want to say um, shout out to everyone in the chats. Um, I'm seeing a few names. I'm just going to just waffle just a little, a few names off. Mr. Waffles, uh, Formacar, someone called Danny GFP, uh, Black Trommel. I'm, I'm really bad with pronunciations, by the way. Uh, Motion Ali. Uh, we've got uh, Rudy Rosloff, uh, Zolb, Zoidberg. Uh, we've got, uh, yeah, just a few names. Welcome in the chat room. Keep chatting away. Keep putting your comments in there. We'll try and read some every now and then. And if you are watching along with us or if you're watching back, make sure that you hit that like button as much as you can so let's go straight into the game the game tonight arsenal versus crystal palace at the emirates stadium so let's start with lineups first um i, I mean I, I i'm not going to go through every single lineup but what did you make of the lineup first of all rich uh it wasn't too unsurprising um uh, like a Tierney, I expected at some point Tierney to have a rest. I'm hoping that this is just a rest rather than a they. You know, he's injured. You know, we knew Martinelli wasn't going to be ready for this game. Uh, you know, we knew that it was going to be too much of an ask to put Pepe straight in the uh, starting eleven. Um, I said the, the the obviously a little bit of shock was was um, Mari having a was he had a tight calf or something like that. So it was, yeah, it it was fairly by the numbers and to be expected. I wasn't massively surprised. I know I I heard some, or oh, sorry, I read some some doom and gloom dudes on the um, on Twitter and that moaning about it. But I I mean, with with Tierney injured, with Mari injured, with Gabriel just coming back, that was pretty much a standard team that you were going to really select, I guess. I don't know what about you. Yeah, I mean, um, the Tierney thing is interesting because if you don't rest him, people complain. If you rest him, people complain. I mean, he's, he's going to have to rest at some point. Mm. Um, I mean, if he didn't play, I mean, let's say he didn't play on Saturday and he played tonight and got a tight calf. Still a tight calf, isn't it? He's, he's, it's going to happen at some point um, with KT. So hopefully he'll be back for the Monday game. My only reservation and question was uh, starting David Luiz um, and Rob Holden together. I I mean, we got a clean sheet, but we'll, we'll come to that in, in a bit, how we got a clean sheet, because I, I looked at them playing a 4-4-2 with Zaha and Benteke up against uh, 
uh, Holding and um, Louise, and it pretty much played out according to <laughs> my worst fears, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but I, then, I, then again, I did think Louise started because we started Maitland-Niles on the left, meaning that uh, Maitland-Niles isn't very experienced on the left. And, it, I mean, I can just imagine um, Gabrielle and Maitland-Niles together. It, you know, Gabrielle's quite... He's, he's a good defender, but he's quite rash as well. So mm. uh, it's probably for that that little bit of stability. But we lost. I think, I think um, also like Maitland Niles would would help out with his lack of pace, like say mm. getting back and and stuff exactly, like that. But. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's mm. a really good point. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we'll, uh, everyone, just leave your comments in the chat. I'll try and read some as we go along. Um, Renry said, "Have I just read someone suggest?" Uh, Sabios played well. Uh, Brendan said Pepe seven goals in forty-two games. We will come <clears throat> onto all of that. So let's go into the game. So what did you what did you think of the start? I thought we started pretty brightly. To be fair, the first the first ten minutes were buzzing around, pinging the ball around, lots of movement, lots of energy. Uh, what do you think of that? Let's 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 break it down into segments, I guess. Um, yeah, like the first first ten fifteen minutes, I'd like I'd, I've literally wrote the, the similar thing. I thought we we started brightly. Um, you know, we was we was zipping the ball around. Palace didn't really; they just kind of sat off us. They didn't put too much too much pressure on us. And when we did, we were able to to get round them. I know that it was like it was like in the fourth minute, um, Sabios did like a, a couple of nutmegs and played like a lovely ball into into Maitland Niles who was overlapping, but. Our big problem was our final ball throughout the game. Like, and it was from the opening minutes was just trash. Our final ball, we had no end product. It was just really, really sloppy. And as as we got more sloppy, as the minutes grew on, uh, went on, I felt Palace then started to creep back into the game, and it was just, I, I it wasn't as bad as I've I've heard some people making out. Because like I said, I thought we started brightly, but um, I just thought our end product was 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 non-existent. It was really really bad. Yeah, and I've got it written down in my notes here. I've got Aubameyang bad passing and ruining the build-up play. So Aubameyang on the left, the ball was coming to him <clears throat> quite a lot in that first phase of the game. And uh, if you notice, one of the things that he does is he, his passing was very very poor you know mm. he's one touch layoffs is it, his link up play this is probably why he doesn't you know he gets shifted out to the left more often than mm. not after he's played up front because his link up play is is pretty terrible and um he demonstrated that a lot in the in the early part of the game um a lot of um a lot of loose passes from him and then i've got written here in about the 16th minute i think between the 10 and 10 and 16 minute mark Ainsley maintenance Lyles um decides that he's going to play a crazy back pass to Bernd Leno. What, what did you think of that? Bearing in mind I'm... that he, he, he had a few minutes earlier headed the ball straight to Zaha in the middle of the pitch. If if I wasn't, um, didn't want to show you my, my terrible childish handwriting, I said 15 minute crazy back pass from Aiton <laughs> Maitland-Niles concedes a corner. Even <sighs> if that did go to Leno, that would have been a hell of a touch to get that uh, under control. Um, Aiton uh, Maitland-Niles, he was, I really want him to succeed. I think he's got, 
he's got a lot of really good attributes you know he's 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 very very quick he's he's got a really nice touch on him you know he's 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 athletic but his passing is just at times is so sloppy and it was he was particularly sloppy tonight um like i said a couple of minutes earlier like i said he he had like say he'd done that header he'd also you know every time he was he was getting down that left hand side Obviously, because in the, you know it's not his natural his natural side. He's having to check back, but even then, his passes were just wayward. They were either under hit or just wildly inaccurate. And it was a real. You know, I was starting to think like, is this a corner concern? Is this is this something that is symptomatic of of his game, or is it just because you think he he hasn't played a lot of minutes? Now, this is this is my thing. I, I know a lot of people in the in the comments are. You know, saying um, he, he's not a fullback or he had a terrible game. My concern is we've seen this from Maitland Niles uh, quite a few times, actually, especially in in, in some home games. He um, when he doesn't play for a long time, he he seems to take a long time to get into rhythm um, of playing. So if he plays like a lot of games in a row, you you see that he does get better, more confident. Um, he's He's one that it's a good place actually just to have that quick conversation about about certain players. So he plays tonight. He has for me a terrible, terrible game. Um, you know, I I don't know what the problem was. Um, so my question is, do you think we made a mistake not selling him? I'll, I'll just put it out there now. Um. Yes, I do think it was a mistake, considering how little we've used him. Um, I know someone's put in the chat, like, he's a squad player, nothing more. Um, but getting £20 million for uh, a player, 20, 20 plus million for, for a player who is is not playing, doesn't give you a lot of minutes, and the boss doesn't seem to... <sighs> seem to trust kind of thing um yeah i i kind of think it was a, a bit of a mistake but um again i don't know if he did, i don't know if he's old enough that he counts towards the the homegrown quote so that's yeah, another yeah. reason why we yeah. um why we uh why we, we 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 kept him on um yeah he's i i i, I like i said i, I don't want to have a go at, 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 at the conservative um he like i said he's like the the the, the little girl in that in the in the story, isn't it? You know, when he's when he's good, he's great. When he's bad, he's awful. Um, and th- 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 there's very little in between. You this know, he either has like an he, he either has an eight or he has a four. He very rarely has like a you know a a a, a, a mid range game. I also I also don't think it helped him that having on the left hand side. I mean, obviously, you've, you know, you've got the comparisons with Tierney. Um, who and and not just a, any old Tierney, a Tierney who is shit hot in form at the minute. Um, he's, so you've got that comparison. He's also got in front of him. He's got a Bamiang who, um, a Bamiang is is not in for. He's he's. I think he lacks confidence, a lot of confidence at the minute. Uh, a Bamiang. There was a couple of times where a Bamiang of old would have received the ball, got got it inside and whipped in a shot and he just he seems to be second guessing himself a little bit i think um and also they're both right footed 
So both of them are looking to, neither of them have got a left foot, so they they can't swing in a first-time ball or play the ball with their, their left foot first time. So they're always having to check back into the same space that they want to to be at. Um, so I think it was always, it was, there was just too many things set up for, for, for Maitland-Niles to um, not have the best of games, I think. Yeah, I I agree with that, and I'm seeing a lot of the the comments. What what we'll come on to individuals as we go through the match. So I, I, we saw. I mean, I'm seeing a lot of comments about Oba in the chat. We'll come back to that as we go through the game. I've got here um, Jacquard making a tackle to stop. Zaha, that was early on as well. And I put there at that point, Zaka had been really, really good. Um, <laughs> we saw um, every part of Zaka tonight, I want to say. He encapsulated his whole Arsenal career in one game. Sometimes excellent, <laughs> sometimes just thinking, what the hell is going on here with Zaka? The passing was sloppy sometimes, sometimes it was great. But yeah, that was a, a very last ditch tackle after Zaha mm. taking out Holding and Bellerin on that problematic right side as usual for us. Well, I, th- I think that was one of one of the things that happened was um, was Zaha started the game on on, on towards the the left hand side. I think they they wanted to uh, of the front two wanted to get at uh, at Louise and. Um, uh, and make the nuts, but he wasn't getting much change out of anybody because Louise and and Jack were kind of doubling up on him, and they were they were almost kind of bullying him. Um, there was a lot of times when the ball would go up in the air, um, Louise was just bumping into him to try and get him angry, get him knock him off his stride and stuff like that. So he switched, and he he just him and Benteke just slightly switched uh, uh, to the sides they were on, and then he had he was up against Sabios and he was up against Holding. And he, he had a lot more freedom uh, and he was able to get time on the ball. Um, yeah, that one, two with Benteke was really, really good. And what a large, last ditch tackle from from Xhaka. And like I said, I'm I'm one of his harshest critics, um, Xhaka. But when he does well, you've got to hold your hands up and say, fair play to the boy. Um, he did he did he did a similar one um, to stop it in late in the game to stop a, 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 a Zaha uh, whipped in ball. Um, we he, yeah. he sprinted back, saw the danger, and so he did really, really well. Yeah. But you're right, he, you are correct in saying he literally this was his Arsenal career. This game, needless, silly fouls, giving away free kicks, you know, sloppy giving away the ball. But then every now and again, he's getting back, he's covering, he's tackling, and he's you know uh, uh, some really nice um, uh, um, sl- uh, slide rule balls, like really, really good. He was just he was a mixed bag. I thought he had a decent game. I don't think he was as, he was he was bad. But every now and again, that little mental, unstable, annoying Jacker reared his ugly head, um, yeah. which was a bit annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Flying through the game again, I've got, um, I'll just touch on some stuff. Uh, Bellerin taking the ball from Lacar, who had it on his right foot. He was just about to whip it in. You could picture that coming, but Bellerin took it off of him. And then I've got in my notes something that um, I think it's Shai and Vesh is, is, is talking about in the chat. And it's something that I was so annoyed about in the whole game. It says, Zaha is a born baby, cries at the slightest touch. <laughs> and I've got in my notes, Zaha is moaning you know, his way into getting cheap free kicks and the referee 
continuously was buying it. And also, I've got, I might as well just add this at the same time. There was an incident in the second half where Louise accidentally kicks Zaha in the face. Now, what I find fascinating. Yeah, hang on, hang on. Prior, yeah, prior to that, he absolutely, he bumped into him. Then he absolutely took his legs from underneath him. He took just his to legs. And then Zaha was going to jump up to complain as usual or do crybaby routine that's why he's got a knee to the face if he had just stayed down he wouldn't have got the knee to the face but uh, he was just annoying me to that I, I don't know what you felt um yeah similar i'm not as many i didn't have as many daggers in for him as maybe you did but i could see what you mean but that, that unfortunately and it, it it pisses me off because i know some people call it gamesmanship i call it cheating um, it, you know, that moaning to get fouls, you know, that's why, that's why Emil Smith-Rowe against, uh, in the Newcastle game got that red card because the player fucking screamed and shouted. Um, you know, if, if you, if you don't make a big, the sad thing is if you don't make a big song and dance about getting contact, about getting pushed, about getting fouled, you won't win anything because the, the, the refs will just like, say, uh, wave wave play on so you know you have to go to ground you have to you know uh, make them make noise that's what harry kane has learned and that's why harry kane is is he always gets free kicks because he just kicks himself up into the ground falls down screams and gets um and gets saying it's it's something that we don't really do enough of jacker's probably one of the few in our squad that that does do it yeah. um but yeah, I, I could see. I could see what you mean. I thought when he got need in the head, uh, Zaha. The only thing I, I, I think, I think, had he had been more of a say, like a Harry Kane, or you know, like a Luis Suarez or something like that, he would have made a big song and dance about being shot in the face by his kneecap, um, and then it would have been a conversation then of of David Luiz possibly getting sent off because it was it like you're, you're right in saying it was a complete an, an a, uh, accident if Zaha hadn't rolled into his knee he wouldn't have wouldn't have touched him this is it this is it exactly and um um let's let's I'm trying to move and just I'm trying to even think of something else that happened in the first half I, I well, think that one, was pretty one much the, one of the yeah. things in the first half that I, 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 that I was getting annoyed was the fact that we we just couldn't get Emil Smith Rowe into the game. He had so few touches in that in that first half. We just everything. It was, I said because they 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 kind of they sat into a low block and Palace only really engaged once yeah. it went into Jacker or Sabios, and they would just be forced to turn back um, into uh, David Luiz and, and Rob Holding. They didn't. They seemingly didn't care. If um if our centre backs had the ball, but just we just we could not get Emil um, Smith Rowe into the game, and it just it was it was really really frustrating because you could see he's got there, he's got the touch, and any time we did do something dangerous, like you said about the 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 Lacazette chance where Bellerin nicked it off his toes, that was one yeah. of the few times that 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 um Smith Rowe was able to get in, you know, a little bit of uh, in the half space and 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 get some freedom to to do something. I don't know why you thought it was so hard. If you, if you thought it was hard for us to get Emerson uh, in the game, or if I'm just going crazy. Now this is a a really good question um, because I thought Sabios and Xhaka had decent 
games individually, but mm. as a partnership, I don't think it works. So where you've got, you know, you can have players playing individually quite well, but if you don't have a partnership that's doing well, you're still going to run into problems, which is what we ran into today with with that combination, which is they seem to kind of do the same thing, basically. Um, Sabios does it in a more flashy way, but the ball progression is 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 not quick enough, is not um, is not sharp enough, you know. And the movement today, I don't, I don't know what was going on. They seem to lose confidence quite early in the first half, and um, we just didn't, we just weren't getting the ball forward enough. And and you, sometimes you have to credit the opposition as well. I think you know this formation this this lineup has surprised a few teams recently but teams are kind of they're kind of getting used to it i guess newcastle kind of the same thing on saturday and today you know you once they flooded the midfield basically and we we had no outball in the midfield um so I think I think that that's that's really what it is. You know, we 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 just don't move the ball quick enough. It's quite ironic. We kind of missed El Nenny in a silly kind of way tonight, <laughs> and I never thought I'd I'd say that. But um, saying that, we went in at halftime nil nil. Um, I've got here. I don't even know if these stats are right, but the stats are saying that they had <laughs> they had about. <laughs> nine shots in the first half to R2. <laughs> That's what it says. Yeah. So the, yeah. The, uh, it broken down. They had nine shots. They had five yeah. off target. Two go. of them were blocked and only two of them were off target. Both of our shots were on target. Yeah. Um, it was, I just, my, my thoughts at half time was, you know, we started well, uh, it was decent tempo, but we were just so sloppy with the final ball. Um, Palace then started to grow into the game. Um, with Zaha, like I said, coming into the right-hand side. And I just put in there, Arsenal need to be quicker, more aggressive and um, stop cutting. And, and like I said, be, be switched on. I thought we were just far too sloppy with uh, yeah. with, with Maitland-Niles being the main culprit, unfortunately. Not that I want to yeah. go after him because, it's it, it, you know, I, I kind of, I feel a little bit sorry for him. Like I said, he, he hasn't had many minutes and he, you know, he's, he's on the left hand being as a left fullback. But um, yeah, it was just, it was just, I, I think the sloppiness killed us because I, I do think we were, we were quite bright and I think we got into some good positions, but every single time our final ball was just, just the shits. Yeah. And this is it. This took us to half time. So before we go into the second half, um, I just wanted to shout out everyone in the chat room. We are reading the the chats. If you have any random questions, um, you can dump them in there. We'll try and pick them up and answer them after the game. And if you are watching, please hit the like button and, um, yeah, just keep keep commenting in that chat room. So we went into the second half. Um, obviously, as always happens, Arteta gives them a good team talk they come out for the second half and to Kurt Angle to Kurt Angle's music for no less I didn't I even hear it this time they, they that's a theme now isn't it in yeah. the Emirates <laughs> the, um, wh- whoever does the, the halftime music so there's a big wrestling fan uh, so I was like yes yeah. let's get pumped but yeah no we did yeah we did for the first few minutes we had a few chances we had a Aubameyang chance a Hector Bellerin chance a Saka chance uh, they were all kind of half chances weren't they nothing nothing really really 
um, cutting edge or, or something that was. We had another chance in the 53rd minute where Lacazette had a chance, but it probably would have been ruled out for offside. Mm. Um, but he also hit the side net in. Another chance goes wide. And then I've got here something that is quite interesting. Bellerin sloppy at the edge of the box. Um you know, gives the ball away two times in the 60th and the 62nd minute, which could have led to breakaway goals. Mm. I thought second half, Bellerin was so... He took over from the sloppiness <laughs> of, of mm. Maitland-Niles, basically. He just kept giving the ball away when in good attacking positions. What, what, what did you think of that? I do, uh, mate, again, it's, it's literally like we're, we're in sync here. I've, I've put 60 minutes. Bellerin pass, Bellerin's passing has been rank. Um, it was, yeah, it was, it was, it was awful. It, it, it wasn't good. Um, and again, it was just, as soon as we tried to go that extra, extra, what's it called? It just, it, it cut out. And then when, um, cause I, I think like four minutes later, um, Mikel made the, the, the swap that a lot of people were calling for at half time um, to put Saka at left back and bring on Pepe. Yeah. And f- I don't know, them two very rarely seem to gel. I, I, I'm not quite sure hundred percent what it is. Uh, you know, I think a little bit of it is I, I, I sometimes think that Pepe is, is too, uh, too stationary. Um, especially when he receives the ball um, you know, he'll receive the ball and then he'll, he'll kind of stand over it quite a lot. And, you know, sometimes like he'll assess the situation kind of thing where he doesn't, he doesn't really move and create space, um, for, for Bellerin to really run into, um, cause it's, it's never really clicked with them two. Um, I don't know what, what your thoughts on that, but, um, it, it seemingly, even when we made that change, it didn't really improve us all that much. No, he um he had a good two minutes, I think. Pepe, yeah, came on, <laughs> did a couple of things, uh, had a nice pass to Emil Smith Rowe, and um, that was it. He just he just um, that, and that that that's pretty much Pepe's career, to be honest. I I don't even know what else to say about him. He just looks good in bits and bobs, and um, he. He just flatters to deceive. Really, is the best way that I can put it. He, um, he, he just. Loki seventy three said Pepe the seventy two million Jimmy Carter. <laughs> yeah, I've seen the nice. Jovino, um comments in the chat as well. Um, oh, yeah, it, it's a weird one. I mean, it's uh, putting on Pepe to change a game. It, I was, I was surprised, but I mean, you've got William or Pepe, basically two out-of-form players. Now, what do you do with that? Um, Shout-out to Mark um, Carlisle, I think, who's watching on Facebook. I just want to give him a shout-out because not many people watch on Facebook. So, (laughs) shout-out to Mark. Just him and Danny, is it? Yeah. Yeah, someone said William had his best game for us thus far, which is by not coming (laughs) on. It's quite interesting, William and Pepe. You've got two players who are just totally out of form, and we kind of need them not to be. So we're coming up to a point now where this was a decent run of games for us, and it's about to get a lot tougher, um, you know, going forward. But 
let's say this let's um look at a few other things and, and close out this game because not much happened to be honest with you um we spoke about the Xhaka clearance um that was i mean the only thing to say on that was david louise was we, we we pushed so high up the pitch in the second half that david louise was so exposed um and and holding was so exposed for pace as well it it was a that's why it was a bit of a weird selection not playing not playing Gabriel, it's it's, uh, it's really weird. But we, we I just, I just think because he hadn't he, because he hadn't played because he'd been out for how, yeah, had, yeah. was it like three or four matches he's um, yeah he'd that's, missed. That's probably true, and he had a game suspension in in mm. there as well. So that's that's we can give them that benefit of doubt, I guess. Um, what else we got? Party came on for Sabios. They made the change just before corner, which I said, why would you make a change just before corner? And lo and behold, Palace got another chance from a corner, a free-headed, uh, sorry, a free-header, and then McCarthy or McCarthy, I don't know which one, McCarthy, McCarthy just laps it into Leno. What, what, what did you think of our defending on, on set pieces today? Because we've been quite good on set pieces this season, but today they had about three clear-cut chances from set pieces. Yeah. Tom Tomkins hit the bar, didn't he? Early in, yeah. the, in the first half, and like I said, you had that um, that one that fell to MacArthur. I think it is MacArthur. Um, MacArthur. I, I think in the in the main, I think we didn't do too badly, considering like all the adding all the free kicks and stuff like that. They are a big old side. Um, uh, um, Crystal Palace. Palace. Tom yeah. uh, Tomkins is big. Um, is it Coate? Yeah. yeah, he's he's big. The 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 kid who played the uh, um uh, uh right back is it Ward? He's he's a fair size and Benteke, and you know Zaha's no midget. Like you know they they're they're a decent size um team. Uh, I don't know. Like I said, we didn't concede. I guess that's the only thing I can really well, uh, re- really really pluck from it. Um, you know. It, it, it just goes to like how how well they dealt with our free kicks and and our set pieces as well. Just because they, they like I said they're a big, they're a tall, big side, um, uh, Palace. And it, so they, there was always going to be some um, details. Wasn't there another free kick that uh, um, Benteke had a header? And Bernardo yes. made a fantastic save. Yeah, yeah. This uh, is this, this and it, it's quite weird because we have been really solid at set pieces this season. It's um. It's it's a weird one, but I, I kind of figured that was going to happen with with uh, with the changes in centre back. We we kind of need to get a run of of something out of our centre backs at the moment. We we need something in there. So I've got here the next note is eighty minutes to ninety minutes, and I just put we've run out of ideas, <laughs> and I just put Eddie sneaks on the pitch for Lacazette. There's no point because we cannot get the ball into dangerous areas. And Pepe shoots over the bar. Uh, that's it. That's that's literally all I've got left for my notes. I've got um, mm. our set pieces are terrible. <laughs> we don't score from any. And that's it. That was the game. Um, Palace looked more dangerous than us in a lot. If, if the game had gone another five minutes, they probably would have scored, to be honest with you. Um, so overall, what did you... Um, what positives can you take of that game? Let, let's let's do it like that. Positives. Um, I'm re- Burn Leno. I thought was very, very, very good. That's, that's <laughs> like, um, 
Not, not really. Again, not, not, not much really. Like I said, apart from like say like the clean sheet, I'll say you know we kept a, we kept a clean sheet. Um, oh, how? I, th- <laughs> I thought, yeah, like you said, I thought individually, like uh, agree with you. I thought Sabias and especially early in the game, Sabias I thought was was decent. He he flat to deceive as he as he went on um like i said the only thing is you know we've got this out of the way it's palace have been a little bit of our our bogey side of uh, of of late um and like i said we, we we got a clean it got a clean sheet and and on to the next one and hopefully touchwood um tierney and martinelli and that will be um will be back you know the other other positive is is uh, Partey c- came onto the pitch and and got some minutes and and, and completed his uh, his comeback. Thankfully, you know. Um, so, like I say, I was I was really worried that we might be tempted to to rush him back onto the pitch and then um, screw him up again. Um, but uh, so he could be you know be another four months out and then be like a new signing again. But um, yeah, I don't know what positives did you take from the game? Um. Honestly, um, I thought second half um, Smith Rowe came alive. I thought <laughs> Trump struggling. I, I'll be honest with you, I, I did not enjoy that at all. No. I, I just, I mean, it, we just we struggled so much going forward. If we, I mean, early goals are, are the, the key for us. To be honest, if you, if you really think about it, the last two games we've. 90 minutes we've drawn nil nil and in but it was kind of a similar pattern in the newcastle game where we ran out of ideas after 80 minutes really um but positive wise i, I think i don't know I, I i can't think of it but lacazette didn't get enough touches i i, I can't give him as a positive Oba, we'll talk about Oba in a minute. Um, as 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 part of our final chat, I thought um, uh, Saka going to left back was a uh, something that I don't think we should be doing. But we've literally got no left backs left, and mm. worrying if Tierney gets injured, that we've got no other option at left back. Um, but I, yeah, I think, positive, I think one, one positive I can take is the fact that you know. Um, a, a, a month and a half ago, this was a game we would have lost. Oh yeah, and, lo- and lost badly. Yeah. So you know, with, uh, small little graces, uh, and you know, like I said, we've got we've got the clean sheet. And who uh, I don't know who who's our next game? We play uh, Monday. Newcastle on Monday. Yeah, um, that's three three clean sheets in a row uh, with a back four as well. So mm. I think the idea of going back to a back three probably can be knocked on its head now. I, I, I can see Renry saying back three um, in the chat, but I think that can be knocked on its head now. Let's, let's, let's stop putting more defenders on the pitch, to be honest with you. Let's, mm. let's find a way. I think actually a positive that I'll say is we pushed up a lot more in that first part of that second half. So we took a lot more risks. We were pl- literally, Louise was, bombing into the, the the opposition half and I think that's more what uh, more reminiscent of what we think Arsenal an Arsenal team should be doing you know so yeah clean sheet and a glad see party get some minutes that's from K-Man so let's have one final conversation before we start closing it out if you've got any questions leave them in the chat we'll 
pop them into the conversation before we we close. If you want to add any questions, we'll pick them up. So, Obama Yang, let's have that chat. <laughs> the Obama Yang <laughs> chat. If he's playing on the left and he offers as much as he does today, what is the point of him being in the team? Discuss. <laughs> okay, well, I, th- I feel that's a, a, a loaded question there. For, like, <laughs> it um, is. <laughs> yeah. Um, he, 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 he has to play somewhere, <laughs> I guess, because, you know, he's been our, our, our biggest goal threat prior to this season, really, and, you know, especially the start of the season kind of thing. Um, he can't play up front, not in the way that Arteta wants the centre forward to play. He's 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 not strong enough. He's not technically good enough to bring other players into the game. He, mate, I'm five, six and a half, and I think I could beat him in a headed duel. Um, he's he, he's no good. He's not he's not a target man. So you you have to play him kind of his ideal position where he's going to get the goals in this Arsenal team is on the on the being in that left wing. Um, cutting in on his right foot and taking shots or, um, you know, if we do break on the right-hand side, on the, sorry, uh, yeah, on our right-hand side, normally everybody's facing all the other way um, and he can sneak in on that, on the back post, on the, off the, the, the back of the, either the last defender or the, um, or, or the right back. The problem that he's got at the minute is he is so badly out of form and not only is he like out of form and then the big reason is he lacks confidence so much I think at the minute Abamyang of six months ago there was a couple of times where he's he's laid the ball off for for like Lacazette or Xhaka and stuff like that and six months ago he wouldn't have done that he would have got the ball got it out of his feet really quickly and bang he did i think yeah. he did that once in the game where he forced like a a really good the, save from the, the first keeper. half yeah. Mm. yeah um and it's just it's let's say it's just unfortunately it's just not happening for him um i think he is I, i've seen like a lot of people in the chat box and that saying that like he's come down with urzelitis and i i don't agree with that 100 percent um, I do think his body language was kind of poor when he was playing up front and we were struggling since uh, Martinelli's come back and he's been, he's been moved out to the left wing back again. I think he's, he's upped his work rate and he's, he's been a lot better, but he's missing that extra, that clinical confidence, that killer instinct, that ice cold uh, confidence that makes a Bamiang a killer. Cause like I say, he's not, he's not a playmaker. He's, he's not a target man. He's not someone who brings other people into the game. He gets on the end of the ball and he finishes the, finishes those chances. Um, so, and, and I don't know if he's one of us, I'm waffling a bit, but um, I don't know if he's one of those guys that, you need he needs to play into form yeah. rather than him not playing do you, do you do you know what i mean yeah yeah i don't uh, know if you uh, need uh, to do that 
I totally, I totally understand what you mean. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just dump this question into the conversation because it's, it's part of the conversation actually. Uh, Remry just asked a question which says, "Who do you play down the left if Ober is dropped?" Bearing in mind, if you say Saka, that probably means Pepe or William playing down the right. Now, the reason why I asked that question in that way is one of the best ways that you can create in football is to have creative wide players. Now, if we think about an Arsene Wenger team and we think about the wide players in an Arsene Wenger team, you always had a Cazorla maybe out wide or a Robert Perez or Freddie Jumberg. You always had a creative spark out wide. That's one of the ways that you can be more creative, okay? So uh, um, what, what do you think about that? If you if you have to play, if you have to drop. But but one thing we've got to remember is uh, we've got a Martinelli in the wings waiting mm-hmm. for us as well. Martinelli staying fit is probably the key to our season, I would say. What do you think about that? Those um, two things, anyway. <laughs> I, I, I agree about the Martinelli staying fit is a big factor. I I said it at the, the top of my big, long Chris Carpenter-esque um, uh, chat where I said Martinelli, when he came back, um, he, he kind of galvanized the team. His work rate and his, his aggression, um, his runs kind of spark the life into the rest of the team and kind of maybe even put some of them to shame um for for the work rate that they were where they were putting in um i do understand about you know having that creative um that creative person on, on, on maybe on the left um i feel that normally happens when you had uh, kind of like two two strikers kind of thing and the 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 that creative player from the midfield joined up when we we had the ball kind of thing. Um, I don't know who we've got that can really play in that, uh, uh, that thing. Maybe Emil Smith Rowe. Um, if you're not going to have, um, uh, Saka in that, in, in that position. Um, I don't know. It's so sad. I, I, I just think what we, what, uh, what we need out there is we, we need pace, pace and aggression. What we don't need is a someone who is going to get on the ball and slow it down when they get there. Yeah. I think that's the that's the the biggest thing that has been our problem is the passiveness on passiveness off and on the ball. Um, so I, I I think it needs to be someone who is direct and someone who is quick. And apart from Martinelli, we don't really have that many people. I just I just think that the the, the creative person like say like a Cazorla on that left-hand wing in, in the team that we've got the minute playing the way they play at the minute, I think struggles to work because he's, it's a bit going to be a bit like William. He's not going to get beyond the defenders. He's not going to draw anybody out. So all that's going to happen is they're just going to defense are just going to sit in that low block on us. And it's just going to be, you know, um, that, sideways Denilson FC where it's just yeah. pass, 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 pass again. Um, I don't know. Let's like, say so you, 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 what do you think of, of, of the question that you posed yourself? <laughs> no, no, no. I'll, I'll, I'll drop another question into it. Just, just cause you mentioned <laughs> old block. Mark Harlow says any solutions to how we break down a low block with this current squad? I mean, 
the honest truth is this is why um for the most of 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 the december when we're on a bad run arteta was saying oh we, we're gonna find solutions in january and one of the things i said was uh, these january windows uh, these cat and mouse games that we seem to play in january it costs us a lot of points. We do it at the beginning of the season when it was the, the Wenger area where we wait and wait and wait, dilly-dally on transfers, knowing that we want something. Now, my thing is, if we know that we want a player and we wait to the end of January to get him, you're losing points in that time. I feel that they've targeted one or two offensive-type uh, players who, who will be a little bit different than what we got. But I think they're waiting playing that cat and mouse game. Obviously, they're waiting because they need to get rid of some players from the squad. But then when you're dropping points, you know, like you've dropped two points a day, then in the long run, is it worth it? Is it not? So for me, I think the solution might not be in the squad. But let's say we keep our current squad. I don't think we can get any better in terms of an attacking lineup than we had today, apart from putting Martinelli where Aubameyang is. And I struggle to think that we're going to drop Aubameyang, if I'm being honest with you, considering he's our captain, he's our highest paid player. I I can't see how we're going to drop him, to be honest with you. So then your other option is to get your attacking incentive from your fullbacks. Um, I think we definitely, as everyone's saying in the chat and has been saying, we missed Tierney today and Bellerin wasn't at his best today. So I think those are the only two ways with the current squad that we we will. Also, we got a party coming back as well who is a dribbler that can break lines in midfield, which none of our other midfielders can do. So that's another way that we can break the low block is to commit players and remove players out of the midfield by dribbling past them straight through the middle, not wide dribblers, but through the middle dribblers who opens up space for three balls and, and things like that. That that's my thoughts on that. What, what do you think just briefly? Um, yeah. Like I said, the, the breaking down the, the, the low block that like said there's, it's, it's not easy. Um, you know, it's, you need, you need to try to draw them out. Um, uh, by creating overlaps and 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 stuff like that, which is which is what we try to do, which is why you know nine times out of ten, our um, uh, most of our chance creation comes from the the fullbacks, um, because they're the ones who are overlapping uh, and going beyond defenders, whereas our uh, you know, our, our two wing players, our two front strikers, you know, the right wing, left wing, they always come in and try to occupy those fullbacks and our fullbacks can overlap and then create the spaces. Um, the problem is that you get with that is when, again, they drop into that low block and then the defenders then fill in for those fullbacks. So the fullbacks don't have to tuck in to um uh, to cover for the uh, for the um to mark Abamyang to mark Pepe to mark Zaka and then the fullbacks can just cover the uh, our fullbacks i think let's like, say again it's just drawing them out um uh, i think the the big thing is is variation in your play um you know like in the in the bad zones where all we was doing was you know we 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 crossed the ball about 80 million times to 
you know, a striker who is five foot seven playing against six foot four centre backs. Um, I think that the, the the biggest thing we need to do is um, mix up your play because you know we we don't have. I see someone I mentioned about the the, the Santi and Fabregas. You know, they were they were. They were all and yeah, K Man. He's, he's knocked a spot on. You know, Santi, Fabregas, Wilshire, all talented, talented players who could, you know, pass the ball exceptionally well. Where Sabayos, uh, uh, El Nene, bless him, you know, my Egyptian brother, uh, and even Jacker. Sometimes he can do it. They're not the slide rule passes of the ball that we that we really have that unpick you know them locked defenses so i think the biggest thing we need to do is is vary up and be quicker with what we're doing uh, you know a lot of the time today even though the tempo is decent we took two every player was having three touches on the ball we needs to be one two touch conviction give go we need to everything needs to be progressive aggressive and quick um our, our very worst under Wenger and under Emery and stuff like that Arsenal were forever were the worst team in all of football without the ball yeah. when we when the player had the ball at his feet we were great without the ball slow you know really really um, passive and it's just it's not that's not how you unlock teams you, like I say you need to change it up you need to you need to be quick and and take as few touches as you can yeah and a lot of people in the chat are agreeing with you on that point and everything that you just described that type of football is man city basically is is what you just described there quick passing mm-hmm. aggressive in the final third um last question before we start wrapping up um is from a claudius a claudius says which center back should be in our first team next season with will saliba finally play will david louise get another deal should chambers leave or stay as cover it's a lot of questions center backs let's say we're (laughs) going to keep Let's say Arteta says he wants a core group of four or five. Who stays? Uh, well, holding obviously because he's just been given a new uh, yep. a new deal. Um, I think Mari has been fantastic, considering how many people slated him. Uh, which I I can see how some people were skeptical, you know, considering what what happened to him. He got injured like you know half an hour into his first game and stuff like that. I think he's been brilliant. So we've got our two left sided centre backs uh, yeah. in in Gabriel and Mari. Um, Holding's the other one on the right hand side. Um, the other the other side it's 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 a pick'em. I think um, I have a bad feeling that Saliba is we're going to sell him in the summer. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 it's just a hunch. Um, I think the fact that he has not even come close to having a sniff um, of a uh, of first team action, um, and coupled with the um, uh, the social media posts from people like uh, I think even Lacazette like taking the piss out of him on like Instagram, and uh, Wesley Fofana didn't he like post a thing where saying oh he's free. I, I, yeah, I just, I think, I think that's, that's, I don't know. It's, to, to me, I, I've got a bad feeling. I don't think he's going to be back again. Um, so it just, it, it depends on what they, what they want to, to, to do going forward. Because uh, I think is David Louise is his, is his deal done at the end of the season. Yeah, yeah. 
Mm. So yeah, I I I don't know. They might bring in uh, say try and bring in an, an, another centre back because I I don't think I, th- I don't think Mavropanos is going to cut it with us. I, um, and I think holding. I don't know because let's say I mean to be fair, he's just coming back from injury, so I I don't know what is gonna 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 happen with, uh, with Callum him. Chambers. Yeah. Callum Chambers. Callum yeah, sorry, did I say holding? Sorry. Yeah, Callum Chambers. Now I think um, Chambers might be gone. Now I'm going to say something that I think is going to happen, and I predicted this on the Tuesday show. David Luiz is probably going to get a new deal, like it or love it or hate it, whatever you feel about it. Now the reason why I say that is. I just don't see us spending big money on a centre-back this summer. I think we have other glaring needs that need to be addressed that might take up more of our budget. So keeping David Luiz is sort of a um, uh, a good option in terms of just shoring up the area. If you, if you feel like you're all right defensively, I have a feeling that David Luiz might get a new contract this, or they'll offer him a new contract, whether he takes it or not. Mr. Waffle says Luiz is a clown. I, I'm not disagreeing with you in <laughs> any way, shape, or form, but you have to look at Arsenal and the the, the financial situation, and they'll they'll have to pick and choose. They'll think, okay, do we want to get a top central midfielder like a um, Awar that we went for this summer, or to get a decent centre back? Now, um, it, it's going to cost a lot of money. If you're if you're looking at Upamecano or something like that, you're looking like forty five million. You, I mean, by the time you buy a central midfielder, you, you, another forty five. Arsenal are not spending ninety million on two players. Let's be realistic. So, what I think they'll do is they'll consolidate with a one year deal, like um, K Man says in the, in the chat, for a one, one year deal on David Luiz just to to keep the squad, keep it ticking and keep things ticking until they can get a centre-back next summer. What, 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 what do you think of that just, just before you round up? I mean, it, 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 it makes sense. Um, Arteta seems to like him. Um, allegedly he's like a, he's, he's a decent influence, uh, on, on, on the young kids, supposedly from what I, what I've, what I've heard. So it, I, I do understand. Um, I, it make, it does make sense. Um, uh, but I also can understand people's reservations in the sense of um, the, you know, I just, I, I get so scared with him, uh, 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 with people running towards him and, and, and stuff like that. It's, um, uh, I'd, yeah, I say it's, it's, I'm kind of 50, 50 on that one, but I, I can understand why we would give him a, give him a new deal as much as I, from a playing standpoint, I'm not his biggest fan. Um, I can understand, like I said, that there's other things that we need to address, like a you know backup goalkeeper, a backup left back, um, you know another central uh, central midfielder, another attacking option to to take the burden and take over from um, from Emil Smith Rowe. So it, it 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 does when you look at it on in the whole, you know in a, in a non FIFA or Championship manager world. Signing Louise to a one-year contract, I can see the logic in it. Yeah, yeah. 
There you go. And last question before we just wrap this up. And by the way, I'm looking at the, the, the comments. I'm looking at the likes. There are 72 people watching and we have 31 likes. So please, please, please support us. This is my first time hosting. If you do not give us more likes, Danny's going to ban me from hosting. So hit that like <laughs> button if you are in the chat. Make sure that you continue to hit it so that Danny doesn't sack me. Um, Speaking of Danny, did you see what he's written? If I've Pepe goes missing or has an accident, can he claim on the house insurance? You're a bad man, Danny. You're a bad man. Uh, okay, okay. Last question. Uh, Mr. Waffles asked a question. Actually, someone asked me a question earlier on. Thunder Road said, do I shave my head daily because it looks freshly shaved each time? I definitely do not, but you know thank you very much for asking um last question mr waffles says milk or tea first milk first or tea first oh i don't think we've got enough time left in 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 the show for me to go over this i had i had in in our whatsapp chat we had a big falling out and on twitter between me uh, i think john and josh and stuff like that i go milk first I go milk. milk first. Yeah. But I don't put the tea bag directly into the milk. I I am the king of making a cup of tea. Oh. Right? You tell me, you tell me what sort of tea you want. I will make it for you. Spot on. I find if you put the tea in uh, the milk in afterwards, then you don't know, depending on what the strength of it, how much milk to put in. So you're the only way you're going to do uh, to put the right amount of milk in because you can't then take it out. If you put too much milk in your tea's fucked. If you put the milk in first and you've put too much milk in, you can always empty that milk out. If you put the, the, the tea in first and you put the milk in second, you're going to have to, and you put too much milk in, you got to throw it away. So what I do is I rest, I rest the tea bag on the top of the um, lip of the mug Put the correct amount of milk in, then hit the boiling water onto that tea bag, tea bag fresh, and then cascade into the milk. Perfect teaification. I can't even. I'm just what a way to end the show. What a listen. What a way to end the show. <laughs> you have been taught a lesson in the art of tea making. Guys, thank you so much for joining the chat. Um, sorry that the game was disappointing. Hope we at least try to entertain you as much as we could. At least we didn't lose. So not much doom and gloom, but yeah, just, just, just keep subscribing to ABW. Keep um, following us on the social media. Um, um, what's your social media so people can go and follow you? Uh, um, I'm at Cactus Cash on Twitter. That's the only thing I really do. There you go. And I'm at Femster82 on Twitter. Make sure you Give us a follow. We tweet along it during the game and we tweet during the week, um, mainly about Arsenal. So go for it. Follow us on Twitter. Hit the like button. And the only thing that is left for me to say is, Danny, put us out of our misery. As soon as I scored that goal, I was fucking livid. Splendid business. Get down, dog.